Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Dez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fad five during prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. <clears throat> What up, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the War Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got B. Austin. We got Jimmy the Blueprint. Uh, we all in the building tonight. Uh, B. Austin sound like he just ran 100 meters, but he be all Round two of the NBA playoffs are underway. So let's go ahead and wrap about that, man. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in sports. Yep, right here, the war room. Of course, you can get in on the conversation yourself if you sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room. That's at blocktalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. As usual, we'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323 323- Four one zero 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 one two. So what up, homies? What's up with y'all this week, man? Yo, Yo I'ma never up? end up like Rory and Maul. <laughs> yeah. Yo. So that's they, they 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 are set up right now. They with KD right now. I'm talking about they came up. Yeah, they did. But anyway, um. On, on another note, though, I'm being Chatty Patty. Dev just told me uh, some Chatty Patty news, so I'm, I'm, I'm on here peeping out a Kanye and a bird. You know what I'm saying? And, and according to Jimmy's research, she's been everybody's bird in the past yeah. decade or so. Yo, um, funny, cause funny thing about that is, what are you doing? He's doing Lori Harvey? Yeah. Yo, real quick, the funny thing about that is I only named two dudes, but, like, the way men's brain work is, yo, he made that with everybody. She been with everybody. <laughs> I named two they, dudes. Them, them two dudes, two Yo, popular. and I named two dudes she was in long-term relationships with. Uh-huh. And that's funny, because I said that, and I'm the one who always be defending Kim Kardashian. I'm like, well, she be marrying them dudes. Like, <laughs> like yo, all y'all that's, out there that's, that's talking trash that's had way more boyfriends than... Than, than her. Yo, that's how men. That's how men's brains and egos work. Like these people be everybody. She been with everybody. Right. Damn, she is smart. But I guess everybody gets. I, I don't know. It, it it gets emphasized when everybody you name is like world famous. So yeah, yeah. that's what it is. It's the same. Yeah. They ain't yeah. regular dudes. Yeah, because if she was just with Harry, Joe, and and you know, and the boy Brian. And, you know, she had three boyfriends, so what? All right, but, um, yeah, me, i I just been out here all week fighting uh, cicadas. Ugly uh, ass cicadas, man. Something wrong well, with these bugs, man. Cicadas, man. Well, how's it been? I heard it both ways. I don't I, know which way. I've only heard cicadas. I never heard cicada before. I've heard both. So, I, I heard cicadas, cicada, bologna, bologna. <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomato, all that. 
right, man, but before we get started, of course, we got to remind you guys that whether you're with us live or not, that during the week, anytime we're not live on the air, you can still check out archived episodes of our show and all the partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. That means the War Room, uh, After Further Review, uh, The Broad Street Line, Tissue and the Tape, if you're into hip-hop, John Appetit, if you're a foodie. Um, we got a whole lot of stuff for you, man. If you if you if you're into watching TV and movies, and if you're a movie head, on the couch with the Wilsons. So just make sure you check out the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at WarRoomSports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms because we are on pretty much most of them, man. So there's never an excuse to miss an episode. So make sure you don't. So let's jump into these hot topics real quick, man. Hot topics course brought to you by my bookie war room family you know what time it is it's time for you to make some bread sports betting at my bookie if you still haven't checked out my bookie then it's time to place your bets lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports including those nba playoffs by joining the war room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. no excuses when you win you get paid you get paid fast and you get no hassle they even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after you find out that Ben Simmons will be guarding Trey Young instead of Danny Green. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. All right, some NFL news came down the pike uh, earlier this week. As you all well know now, Julio Jones is now a Tennessee Titan. Julio was traded to the Titans, uh, I believe it was on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Either way, he was sent to the Titans along with a 2023 six-round pick in exchange for a 2022 second-round pick and a fourth-round pick in 2023. Now, the fourth-round pick, um, I just found out earlier today that um, this pick is going to be <laughs> this pick is going to be conditional. So if the Titans receive a compensatory, y'all know what the word is, pick in the in, in the fourth round, then the Falcons will get that pick. So uh, if not, Atlanta will receive Tennessee's original fourth round pick. So that's crazy. Like it, it, like they don't even really have to give up that much. They're giving up a second. And if they get a a, a pick Yo, to compensate I'm give them some context to that. what they're giving up, they got Julio. Then they get that pick. They got Julio for for the same thing someone else got Mohammed Sanu for, and one of them things ain't the same. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, <laughs> Tennessee Yo, bars. Is my, my thing. Yo, here's my thing though. Like, yo, they got Julio. They got fake Julio. And they ain't gonna do nothing to run the ball anyway. So what's the so what's the point? <laughs> they run the ball every Jim they run the ball every play. They got Julio, fake Julio, Yo. and Jim Brown Jr. And they going with Jim Brown Jr. Jim? Yo, but the thing <laughs> the thing is, them balls only gotta catch three balls apiece. Cause that to end up over a hundred yards with Derrick yeah, Henry true. back there. Cause the, the by the end, by the third quarter, by the third play quarter they're gonna, gonna put twelve defenders. They're going to put 12 defenders on the line of scrimmage, and that'll be that. And Julio and T.O.'s uh, illegitimate son just going to run by him. Yeah. 
I mean, pretty much. I mean, that's how it's that's how it's been for the Titans the past couple of years. Because as much as they do run the ball, and as much as some people still, you know, act like Ryan Tannehill is not good, I mean, you look at the games and you actually look at his numbers. <laughs> he's been a pretty decent quarterback over the past two years. Play action. Um, play action is a hell of a drug. Yeah, I mean, when you hand it off to a grizzly bear, I mean, it it really helps you out as a quarterback. So, you know, shout out to the grizzly bear. I got fake Julio on my uh, fantasy squad that we get to uh, assign a couple keeper slots, but I don't know whether his value went up or down with this move. Right, right. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, you would actually think it would go up because of the attention that the real Julio is going to get. But like I said, I mean, it's all about the grizzly bear in Tennessee. So, (laughs) We'll see, you know, if they surprise you. I mean, you bring Julio Jones over, you're going to have to sling the ball a little bit because if not, like, for who, for what. So Atlanta now has nearly $15 million in cap space, which is enough to sign the 2021 draft, their whole 2021 draft class and ensure that the team is uh, cap compliant um, once they get to the 53-man roster. So just making one move was able to – pretty much get their rookie signed and and allow the Atlanta Falcons to actually have a 2021 season. So um, we'll see how this plays out for both teams. I mean, Atlanta, would y'all say Atlanta was in the the first stages of a rebuild? I mean, they haven't grabbed a, you know, a replacement for Matt Ryan yet. Um, well, I mean, he's still there is what I mean by that. Uh, who knows if his replacement is actually Man, on the roster or not. They have but, trying to replace it, boy. No, nah, I'm, I'm not trying to replace him, but Atlanta fans have for the past three seasons and other fans. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get rid of his greatest weapon, I mean, you're pretty much telling the ball something. So, <laughs> so I mean, what, what are we doing here? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, sometimes you got to get rid of somebody that's making that much money playing that position, you know what I'm saying, that's really not going to make or break whether you – win or not um he's exciting and gets a ton of statistics but y'all know how that that plays out most of the time um all right so uh in nba news man let's talk about round two a little bit man we got uh four series series going on right now Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. just want to get y'all thoughts on well, let's talk about shit. let's start with let's start with one that I don't know if anybody's surprised or not, um, but Brooklyn versus Milwaukee, the three versus the two. Brooklyn leads the series 2-0, which really wouldn't be that great of a surprise because what you want to do, especially when you have the home court advantages, is, is keep serve at home. But the manner in which they've won those two games it, it didn't really even seem competitive. And at the end of, you know, the final stretch of the season, Milwaukee appeared that they were going to be a problem for anybody and everybody. They kept it going in the first round, sweeping the Miami Heat. But now they find themselves down 2-0 and haven't yet been competitive in this series, man. Is Brooklyn just too much for them? Here's, 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 here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. What's so. The thing? Listen, man, Milwaukee. Milwaukee is cool, man. They got they got the big African uh, Greek brother. Uh, they got the bull Chris Middleton, who's you know a bum ass all star. 
Um, they're pretty nice squad. Brooklyn about Drew. has three. Got to name Drew. Drew, Drew, Drew is underrated, but Bro- Brooklyn has three of them stones that go in the Infinity Gauntlet, man. They got three of them stones. Like, yeah, but one yeah, of them ain't even played. Harden played in the series, literally. Y'all didn't watch none of these games, bro. Yo, but here's the thing, though. Harden ain't even playing, but I'm going to tell you what happened, yo. The boy, the boy, the boy Blake Griffin, yo, like, he went from not being able to walk when he was in Detroit. He looked like he back in his, like, prime form. Now, he out here dunking on folks and jumping back in his back. Hold up. Blake Griffin had had his own Easter holiday. Bowden came out of the tomb. I'm like, yo, you, you, you couldn't even walk in Detroit, and now you're back out here, like, jumping over cars. Like, what's up? I see what you did there. Yo, the folks so, yeah, my man Lazarus or something so else. Big, like I said, they're, they're getting their ass kicked, and James Harden has literally played – he went out 20 seconds into game one and hasn't been back yet, and they are kicking their ass. I mean, they, they, play, they play again tonight. So, you know, we'll see if it's a home court thing. You know what I'm saying? Maybe when they go back home, you know, they can get a win or two. But they seem to be um, in a lot of trouble right now. And Brooklyn is pretty much living up to the expectations thus far in the playoffs. And, And like we just talked about, like, it's still only two out of the three. Like, when they really get to vibe with these three dudes in the lineup. Plus Blake Griffin, who's who's reborn. Um, what are they really going to look like? I, I think Yo, a lot of. First off, I think, I think the NBA might be lucky that you know not, the not him. You, know, you don't want his health to be like that, but they might be lucky. Lamarcus Aldridge can't get none of this. Like, yo, they just yeah, too man. talented. Yo, man. first off. Blake Griffin is part of the big three now. They a big four because he back Joe to Harris. Blake. Um, right, Joe Harris yeah, balling. Another thing is, it's almost like in every sport, it's about clicking at the right time because, I mean, them dudes was like, you know, taking every other game off um, during the regular season, but now they seem to be playing their best ball. And unfortunately, it's, you know, in the playoffs against Milwaukee because in Milwaukee, another thing Milwaukee did is they, they literally quit. But you can tell about the effort. Like, they knew when they started getting I see this a lot in this playoffs this year, by the way. Mm-hmm. Seems to be like, look, we ain't going to win this game, so we ain't going to stop competing. We're going to save our energy for next game. Like, in this playoffs, we're talking about on both coasts, West Coast, that's, and that's East Coast. Like, that's, how you, that's, how you, that's how you play off load manage, Jim. You don't necessarily miss the game, but yeah. you get your ass kicked. You just stop. You just quit. You just, you just quit. They learned that yeah. from LeBron. Well, that's, that's, yo, that's a LeBron Denver thing. did that last night. Denver did that last <laughs> night. It was like, yo, they started getting blitzed. Yeah, they got like, it from LeBron. LeBron started that trend. Huh? He kicked, he kicked it off. Well, speaking of he, Denver, they're in um, a similar position. They're down 2-0. This is another, you know, three versus two series, and the two is, has held serve at home. But, it, but, but in kind of the same manner, they've held serve in a convincing manner. Phoenix is out here, you know, looking like they really want to make a move in the Western Conference. Um, how far do y'all think they can take this, man? I mean, they they had a number two seed. Nobody thought that was going to happen in the beginning of the season. Um, they got the Lakers out of there. Nobody thought that was going to happen. I mean, I think it was a very distinct reason of why it happened. But they're here now. So, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Bro, you got to move on from that. What happened happened. Listen, bro. Here, here, now. Say, I think they can go to the finals because the only team that I simply beat them will be the Clippers, and the Clippers like I don't know what's up with them. Like one, <laughs> <laughs> they be mad at this. I don't know what's up with them dudes. But outside of that, though, like, if Phoenix is getting more confidence, and the thing about it is the the, the, the key to Phoenix, bro, is the, the, the boy Aiden. Aiden be out here balling. Like, he don't get the credit because mm-hmm. everybody's looking at Devin Booker who puts up all the points and Chris Paul because he does Chris Paul type things. But, yo, the big young fellow, yo, he is out here yeah, balling. He's tough. He's call, he was causing Jokic to take tough shots. He's out here getting his own, just diving to the basket, blocking shots, grabbing rebounds. He can actually play the game. Like, and, and you know, just think how young they are outside of CP3 is crazy. Right. Then you get the all-around contributions from, you know, the boys. The Sixers traded for a human bag of chips on draft night two years ago. Um, Yo, disappointed, <laughs> disappointed him and his mom. <laughs> Yo, they did. They pooped on his mom, and now he out here like getting to it. Like he's he's yeah. a legit baller right now. And the other ball, I don't think, is in the NBA anymore. So you know, kudos to him uh, doing what he's doing, like really contributing on a potential championship team. Because I'm I'm with you, Jim. I think at this point, I mean, I think Denver's good enough. You know, where that series could be a, a, a toss up. Like I would say that when the series started. But being down 2-0 is a little bit different because, if you know, Phoenix snatches one when they go to Denver, the series might be pretty much over. And I agree with you. At this so, point, it would seem like the Clippers might be the only ones that could possibly beat them. Now, I know there's Jazz fans out there, including your bro, Jimmy, that's probably like, F-O-H, like, when we going to get some respect? They are the number one seed. They are up 1-0 on the Clippers. Man, without, the Jazz without, without, don't without, without the Without the legendary Mike Conley. <laughs> Without Mike Conley. <laughs> um, the, yo, the Jazz, and let's go to that series real quick. Real quick. The Jazz lead the Clippers one nothing. Um, won the first game at home. Um, I mean, it was it was fighter win. A tight oh. game for a while, but it was kind of yeah. I mean, that dude is he's a he's yeah, he's a legit yo. superstar yo. at this point because he shows up when it's time. To show up, when you know what Rudy's going to do. Protect the fighter gets busy. Hold he up, does. Never seen that. a shot that he doesn't about, like. But yo, the only thing about Spider is busy is what is when you watch the game, right? And you see Spider going off, and he's literally getting pointers during the game from D Wade. Like I forgot <laughs> D Wade was like a, got a, got some equity with the Utah Jazz, but like right. D Wade was like giving him in-game coaching. I'm like, yo, how do you feel if you the coach? When doing timeout, Spider's walking over talking to D Wade about what he sees out there. Like, man, yeah, disrespectful you know. for one, but for two, what you what you got, D Wade? What you got for me? He like, <laughs> what, what do you, you see? What you see, D Wade? Like that curly hey, Yo, D Wade, D Wade, what you work. what you see? You done you done gave them boys a little bit of work. Definitely, mm-hmm. Paul George and got some work from you. How you give them some more work? See, and, and that's the crazy yeah. thing, because when you look at a, a player like Spider, two guard, pretty much, um, undersized, but can score his ass off, like he, you know, he reminds you of what Dwayne Wade was throughout his career. Um, you know, not exactly the same game, but just, you know, his attributes, he reminds you of that. So that's a great person to learn from. But damn, it's like Jim said, it's a little disrespectful to do that during the game. But at the same time, you know damn well Dwayne Wade ain't spending no time in Utah 
unless it's TV time. You know what I mean? He's not out there for practices. He's not out there for every day. D-Wade gets there on the private jet 15 minutes before the game starts, and he's out after he gets to talk to Donovan Mitchell a little bit more. You know, in the I wonder, after I wonder the game, like, if out. the NBA is going to make, it, make anything out of this. Like, or you, like, is it like an unfair advantage? I guess it's not. I mean, you know, if he was just he's a regular, owner. You know, he's, regular, I mean, it's owner. legit. Yeah, yeah. He's an owner. It's like all the years Magic All the years Laker players Yo. got to talk to Magic. So, you know. But hold up, though. You know you know how the NBA is. It's a copycat league just like the NFL. So now now they're going to start giving away, like, you know, minority ownership. Right. Yeah, you're going to have, like, right. owner coaches. Like, he, he right. and our owner coaches. <laughs> y'all lucky. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody who got to play the Lakers, y'all lucky, you know, the, the great Mamba done passed because you know they gave Kobe what he needed. Owner coach. Kobe was already on some talk to – you know, player, but he was talking to everybody around the league. I mean, he got Devin Booker beating his franchise in his building and saying, Kobe was watching over me tonight. Like, yo, you're playing his team. What are you talking about? Kobe <laughs> was shining his light on me tonight. Yeah. I don't know if he, I mean, I know that's your old head, but I don't really know if he was rooting for you to beat the Lakers in his building. So that's how Kobe had him. So, oh, walking yeah, around all these light skinned kids. Had Tatum, <laughs> had Tatum <laughs> scoring 50 and 60. Uh, <laughs> yo, but it's about to be a run on owner coaches, and it don't even matter if they come from your squad. Be wary. He's an owner coach. You talk for Christ's sake. Yo, and they don't even want to be coaches, sake. though. They just be having, like, ticketed seats next to the bench, and Bo be walking over there to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> he got a comp, comp front row seat near the bench. And and boy ignoring his coach to go talk to him. Yo, teaching so, my young boy. Which is agent only Dr. in America. Now you said how far the game has come. Dr. J was out here begging for a job for like 15 years and right. had to go all the way to Orlando to get an executive job. He couldn't get a chance. Like, yo, folks used to be begging for these jobs. Now it's like D-Wade been out the league for a couple of years. He already got an ownership seat. So now they just, just sell you. Now they just sell you a jigger share to get you in there to coach some of some <laughs> of the young people. <laughs> Call it a jigger share. They give you and, a and Jim, What are y'all? What y'all gonna notice is the owner, the the owner coach, fan player, whoever it is, is always gonna be somebody that probably played the same position as their best player. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Oh, yeah. Kevin McHale oh, come back man. to Denver to teach the young boys. Yeah. So it's just, it's just crazy, man. So, to see that happen. So when the, the, fight, hey, the fight is going on. Hey, Jim. When yo, the we, need to, we need to offer that spot to Hakeem. I was about to say, Sixers when the Sixers need to sell offer a that to Hakeem. To Hakeem, y'all know what that's about. Y'all know exactly <laughs> what that's about. <laughs> we, need, we need we need Islam to flourish in Philadelphia, please. Yeah. All right, we're in Speaking of young Keen, the Sixers um, led Atlanta game one at the Wells Fargo Center, um, came back and bashed their heads in um, game two, had to shake them up a little bit. Bars. Um, Bars. So, that's, uh, so that, that series is locked up at 1-1. Where do y'all see this series going forward? Because Trey, you know, after game one, Trey Atlanta fans, you know, they were thinking they were about to see the New York Knicks situation all over again. I already saw a meme 
where Trey Young is discarding of an apple core and he's taking a bite out of a cheesesteak. So they hype. You know, Quavo was in the front row hype before his. I'm going to keep it a thousand yowsy with y'all. Mm-hmm. All the love that y'all give Ben Simmons and Thibel, it's about to come into play. Because if, if they release them two Africans on that dude, he's not scoring. It's going to be a hard, well, well, hard way for him to go. Interesting. Well, now here's what I'm interesting saying. My, that you say my, that. my perspective is different. My perspective is a little different. Go ahead, Dan. No, no, go ahead. Because what, what he just mentioned I, I, was I'm part of the stat of the week. The series, so we'll, we'll do that after we finish. When the series started, when the series started, I thought the Sixers were going to beat them in four, no more than five. I thought the Sixers were going to watch them. Yeah, I, I picked the Sixers to beat them in three. After watching right. them I picked play. The, I picked the Sixers in six, man. Them, yo, after Turn watching them play me. for two games, I don't know, bro. Because even, even in game two, like, Atlanta still was in that game, and they were playing terribly. Like, yo, Trey was out there, like, it, it almost looked like we oh. got one, so we got home field. Like, he was out there just being willy-nilly with the ball, turning it over left and right. I'm like, Jim, they're until midway so through the fourth quarter, they could not shake them dudes. Every time the Sixers would get a lead, they come tied up, take a one-point lead, yeah, and then shake came out and, and bust but everybody head like and, and open the game up. So now it, it feels like it feels like Atlanta is able to hang around without even playing their best ball. So if they're able to – and Nate McMillan is doing an amazing job at 12. I've got to give him his just due. Um, right. And he's interim. Like he's able to, he better get that job. He yeah, how get about that? that? One thing on this show, they got the interim tag on him, and he's doing a hell of a job. But my thing is, if he's able to corral them and get them to play, like, real solid ball, you're going to bring I'm in John Nelson. Because – because my thing is, like, Shake did his thing, but can we expect Shake to consistently do that? I don't know. Maybe nah. Maybe have to, because at no. that time, no, you that can't. kind of contribution have to come moment. from a different bench player every every game or a collective effort from the bench. But because, because before Shake started balling, the bench was giving the Sixers absolutely zero. And that's not even no, exaggeration. Yo, at one point, at it was like 32 to half, zero. Bench scoring at the half. At the end of the first half. End of the first right. half. The, 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 the Atlanta's bench outscored the Sixers 32 to zero. And my thing is, I'm watching the series and I'm like, yo, I just don't have the same confidence I had when the series started. Now, with that being said, I still look at the six to the advantage just because Embiid does what he wants to. But oh, yeah. he needs some help. He, he needs some help. He needs some help. Hey, look, though, I mean, Tobias is scoring. It just don't seem, you know, it seems way in the flow now. Like, during this season, Tobias would score, and you would notice, like, yo, cool. Tobias balling, he getting off. Now, he'll get you 21-22, but it seems so in the flow. Not even in the flow sometimes. Some of it, like, was during the blowout session, and then in the first game, it was during, you know, when the Sixers were down for, for most of the game, getting blown out. So, yeah, you, you just need more consistent. You need more when you actually need it from – Tobias Harris. You need Ben Simmons to be a little bit more aggressive on defense, which you know, if they're going to throw him on Trey, you might not be able to get that in this series because you know, people can say what they want. Even if he does a great job <laughs> on Trey, it's going to come at a price. Like, come on, Trey ain't that, easy. See, now that, what, you just said, what you just said right there is why that whole thing of making your team better, you've got to look at mm-hmm. the whole game. Because right. the fact is, they put him on Trey Young. He slowed Trey down. Trey still got his numbers, but he slowed him down. So he didn't get him against him Ben. Down, 
He ain't get him against Ben. Okay, that boy's like one for seven. Saturday yeah. week after we talk but about that. But, but no, all I'm saying is, but at what expense? At the expense of Ben only put up four points. Right. And now Ben's he not getting shoot. anything on the other shoot. side of the he court. He only put up like four shots. <laughs> he only shot like four times. So, yeah, he got to chase the ball. But that's what I'm saying. He's, put, he, he's expending right. all his energy on the other side of the ball. So, But just by Trey being out there, he's making his teammates better because you're taking out the sixth or second best player and making him just chase you right. around all game. See, and that's why you need a Shake or a George Hill or a Maxi or or a Furcon or all of them to step up and take some of the scoring. They can't be getting smashed 32 to nothing at the half bench scoring. That means the starters, mainly Joel, is doing too much heavy lifting on a bad knee. Like, they got to help their superstar out if they want this to continue. Now – to Shake's credit, remember, he didn't get in until when he started balling because he he all but pretty much lost all of his minutes to Tyrese Maxey. I think Doc was kind of reaching kind of a desperation reach on the bench, like, all right, I got to go back to, you know, let's try Shake because throughout the season he was balling. At the end of the season, he turned back into a bum <laughs> and hasn't done anything since. So that kind of move was kind of out of desperation, but, you know, it's going to make Doc look like a genius. He inserted Shake just at the right time, and Shake helped blow the game over. You know how they talk, the hyperbole. Yeah. yeah, But, um, yeah, yeah. you need that from that guy and those other guys I named on an every-game basis, man. You just can't let Joel and Tobias do all the heavy listening. You know what I mean? Because, listen, because Atlanta's going to get their numbers from Lou. Lou Lou puts his numbers up no matter where he's at. He's going to get his. And yeah, they always seem to have up. a pale brother on the. Yeah, they always seem to have a pale dude on the outside knocking threes down every game. Like, it's just like yo, there's always somebody pale out there just knocking. Kevin Herter hurt him. <laughs> um, Gallinari hurt him. Like yeah, you, yeah. You you're worried about Trey so much. Like you got these dudes running around killing you. So Atlanta is a much better and, team than a lot of people gave them credit for, Jim. Like yo. Yo, at they're me, tied. Because that's how I feel. I feel like, oh, damn, they really do got a squad. They got Yo, the Kwame seven-foot Kwame-looking look brother. Who I had, who be look I had at the regular with. season. They were tied with the Sixers, I think, like for wins in the Eastern Conference after the All-Star break. They only – the only team after that period of time that won more games than them down the stretch was Utah. So, you know, because yeah. they didn't start out that way – you know, people look at their record, but if you look at how they finished the second half of the season, like Atlanta's a team. Man. Like, yo, now I still think they're outmanned, outsized. I still think they'll go down in six, but I think six is a much better showing than a lot of people expected, especially after the Sixers. Well, I thought know, they was, I thought they was going to get clobbered. I, yo, and you got a, and the seven foot Kwame brother be out there doing like, just enough. Like even even though like oh, yeah. Joe gets his number, the seven foot Kwame looking brother be out here. Yeah, he does his thing too. So it's like they got a. You know what? Oh, because Joel up. is Joel is terrible on the pick and roll. So that 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 alley oop is always going to work off of the roll, and it's going to get Joel banged on at least two three times a game. He got banged on nasty Listen, off the alley oop last game. Oh, he did go back down the next play. And and incredible hawking for a dunk himself, right? Yeah, they were sharing dunks on each other. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie, though. Take this dunk. The boy, the boy, the 
boy Only You. That's his new name. His name is Only You. 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 Come on, man. If you if you got an old school, if you got an old school party mix from like nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety, and you don't have Kwame on it, you you hating, you hating because Yo, you hating because only, of what, only you, you hating because of his clothes. You hating because he wears silk polka dot shirt. Yo, blame Biggie for that. Blame Biggie for that, yo. But the, the rhythm yeah, also. Yeah. Yo, Biggie ended Kwame. Biggie ended uh, Escape. Like, yeah. Like he he ended a, a couple of people with, with some lines, man. Yo, know, he said he'll smash RuPaul before he smashed some ugly ass escape. Damn, Biggie. He's bugging. Yo, yo, that was one of the. That might be one of the most ignorant lines in hip hop history, and and a few and like a few of the top five came from Big. Like, come on. Bull said I suck on your daddy. daddy. Yo, come on, man. Come on, Candy Burris. Candy Burris can get the dongest, dog. Candy Burris blew into something different. Big, if Big was alive, you said she can. She said she can. Dude, if you get down here, she probably will. Yeah. Y'all saw who got photos with her. Photos might not be the only thing that happened. Oh, but anyway. She moit. Definitely rub the dot in there. Yo, I might, I might <laughs> yo, I ain't heard that in yo. Brown with Dottis. What up is that? Donk it. The Dottis is donk it. All right, we are way <laughs> off topic now. Brown with Dottis. We are talking yo. about candy. How are we going to get the Hawks to that? But yo, but on a serious well, note, though, yo, the Hawks, the Hawks series is definitely going to be a lot tougher than I thought either way. Serious about so and it's going to be entertaining. This, this is, the Hawks are an entertaining team. Yeah, it is. Because, you know, yo, they got, Trey, they got, you know, Trey be gunning from everywhere. Trey got the refs and some panties, pill, just like Harden. <laughs> yeah, he, did, he can create he all the content. Because he figured he's not going to revolutionize, he's not going to revolutionize the game like Steph, but he's going to change the game in his own way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Shout out to Phil Maddox. Top 10 score of all time. Over 50% of my points come from the foul line. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Phil Maddox. Ain't nobody know Trey was going to be this nice. And it ain't nothing wrong comparing that boy to Steph, man. We ain't saying he is Steph. Yo, but he's comparable. He's better no, than Steph no. in year three. Tell me That's exactly my next point. That's true. If you, if you look at the <laughs> That's true. right now through three seasons, he's actually And their success. Did, did Steph lead a team to the Every playoffs season. in year three? Nah. No. no, he didn't. They yeah. did, and that's fact. <laughs> Steph was still Steph rubbing his ankles in year, in year 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's fact. Number three MVP votes. Didn't even make the playoffs. I mean, I ain't. That's Steph, my man. That sounds like I'm going in on Steph, but. Yeah, you, you definitely hating right now. <laughs> I'm definitely hating right now. <laughs> All right, so. Tell me, how, and, tell, me, tell, me, tell me how Derrick Rose got an MVP vote, though. Yo, they let Tobias. Oh go. my God! <laughs> That's all. Let Tobias. Yeah. Tobias is a part of the media now. He get a segment on. Tobias, you know, Tobias every week. voted. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they yeah. gave him a vote. Rose I can see that. Derrick Rose and Ben Simmons got a vote. I'm the biggest. I'm the biggest Rose supporter, not from Chicago and not a Bulls fan, because I want to see my man. Hmm, 
<laughs> he can actually talk now. I want to see him get Yo. back to an all-star game and all that. But who voted for that man? Yeah. For MVP. Yo, Come on, MVP, Yo, MVP. People will not let the Derrick Rose thing go, man. Yeah, people will not let the Derrick Rose thing go, man. MVP of the league. Yo, that vote must have came from Larry Hoover or something, man. Like, Larry Hoover like, got an MVP vote. <laughs> Yo, but the way his legend grows and he's not – and he's still in the league. Like, you would think – you would think Derrick Rose Here's what I, died in a car accident I will give him credit. Because it's a lot of what is. Like, yo, if Derrick Rose needs to go to act like he'd have been Will. That's all he's Here's what I give him credit <laughs> for. Now, now this has nothing to do with the MVP vote, but during this playoff, John, when Atlanta was smacking him around, he was the only one showing heart. In fact, yeah. it got to he a got point hurt. when you watch that series. I'm about to say, he's never like been he devoid. Like down on the, yo, he looked like he was looking down on the rest. Yeah, he got like hurt. Julius was out there crying to the ref, and D. Rose was looking at him like, yo, you, you soft, Duke. Yo, like, the, you soft, yo. Duke. D. Rose you was probably like, oh, I need to get out of here. These boys ain't got no horse. You could tell. You could tell where Derrick Rose was 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 grewed up at and had some old heads, and he was looking at them dudes like, "Yo, y'all are some bitches. Y'all no are some." Yeah, so, he was disappointed in them dudes. Be awesome. Question, so he was, he was, question for you. Mm-hmm. At twenty two years old, who's better, Derrick Rose or um, Luka Doncic? Woo. Damn, man. Remember, do you, I like white boys. I, mean, I like, I like white boys. Derrick Rose, Rose, Rose won MVP question. at 22, but come on, it's not like Luka wasn't a Luka's numbers, Luka's numbers are way better than Derrick Rose's. Luka's numbers Luka's are way numbers better are way than better. everybody at 22. There's only a couple folks that at the age of 22, like Shaq at 22, so Shaq was there right. the MVP at 22, and Shaq was and up like they, 30 and 15 at 22. You know why this is a good question, though? Oh, we should probably do a versus on our social media, Jim, because if people are going to start going to the teams, they're both dragging mediocre teams at 22, you know, into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to go, go, go Luka. don't have that much talent. I'm going to go Luka. Chris Stapps ain't playing like a unicorn no more. Shout out to the um, – <laughs> yeah, Chris Stapps busy hating. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the boy's name is Jimmy Hyrule. on the boy. The boy from YouTube does like the Oh, Jimmy Harold, yeah, I mess with his videos. I like his videos. Did you see oh, he, he did one on them? He did a video on the top 22-year-old. He broke it all down by statistics. And, um, okay, I'll go check that only, out. Only three, people, only three people in NBA history that came ahead of Luka were, I think it was Magic, Shaq, Magic, and yeah. LeBron was actually, LeBron was number one. Right. Because okay. by the point, by 22, yeah. Magic already had Luka, two chips I'm, I'm and like, going, I'm going with Luka. And, I'm going with Luka. But, but, but I got to check that out, Jim. What's the video called? 22 twos? <laughs> yeah, I see what you did. Or... Yo, this is the most recent video. I think I shared it in the group chat, but this is the most recent video. But he um he did a breakdown, though, but I think those are the only three. But the crazy part, like he said in the video, he said, but, yo, think about this. The three dudes ahead of him are LeBron, Magic, and Shaq. That's like, look at the right. company you're in. Like, right. And this is right. an NBA history. Yeah. Like, he, And he did say one thing, though. What wasn't included in the analysis because uh. He said, "Will because he didn't really Wilt, exist." No, no, because no, at twenty-two, Will was just getting in the league. <laughs> he is Did the college thing? Yeah, so, back like, then Wilt, you were twenty-two you know, as like oh, a rookie. Okay. Still, he yeah, was twenty-two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He counting. Ain't nobody better than Luke. I mean that that actually says more about Wilt though, because at twenty-two, the rest of these dudes were you know NBA veterans. 
Like Luke ain't like in his nineteenth yeah. year at twenty two. So <laughs> dog. Speaking of that dog, yo, Book was a rookie. Yo, Devin Booker head. is the oldest young boy. Devin, yo, Devin, Booker, yo, oldest young boy Devin Booker's still like Devin Booker's still like nineteen. Twenty four. <laughs> he like I saw him listening. Yeah. You know, I shot the Phil. Phil was Phil was out here trying to slander Trey Young. He said something like the best oh, players under twenty five. So I started looking, and I was like, "Yo, how is Devin Booker under twenty five? How is he still twenty five? Yo, Devin Booker. Yeah, he's definitely the youngest old head in the league. Yo, mm. Devin Booker is not twenty five. He is twenty four. <laughs> yeah, yo, under 25, yo, any young turn twenty five, he don't twenty, he don't turn twenty five until next season, which would be like his eleventh season. <laughs> he's been in the league since he was twelve. He'll be twenty five in, in his eleventh year. Yo, he's yo. a veteran though. If his body holds up, Devin Booker gonna be, yo, he gonna be in his his thirty fourth year, and he gonna be like twenty nine. <laughs> That's Round insane, four. bro. That's insane. And he looked like he's twelve. So And the numbers he put up though, he's gonna be he's gonna start approaching some of these folks out here, man, that's like, you know, legendary status because he gets numbers. <clears throat> yeah, he definitely he definitely puts up his numbers. All right, let's let's take it back to the Wells Fargo Center with our quote of the week. And that quote is I'm not worried about those awards and stuff. If and when I'm holding the trophy, the NBA championship trophy that is Anything else won't matter. That was Joel Embiid after finding out that he finished second in MVP voting to the Joker, which brings us to the awards. Uh, anybody here on this panel have any issues with Joker winning the uh, NBA MVP? It's kind of a landslide. No, I don't like the not landslide. a landslide. It was big enough. Landslide that he was. What'd you say? And, and the fact of the matter is, oh, the landslide to me was trash. Oh, okay, okay. That part was trash. The, yeah, the, the manner in which he won was kind of trash to me. Yeah. I think it should have been closer, even if you give it to him. Joe would have, <clears throat> and B would have been my MVP because, like, MVP from a 50, like, FOH. And then number two at that, at that like, <laughs> one thing I – Shoot. One thing, I, Eric, one thing I enjoyed He was from a, from a no seat. <laughs> that's, yeah, that would, have been, that would have been even worse. The one thing I enjoyed about it, though, is – um. Last night, because the players could say they don't care. That's it. Do y'all care? Yo, yeah. when the Joker pulled up, did you, did you see the did you see the T-shirt that he had on when he uh, last night doing warm up? No, I didn't. The Joker wore a T-shirt last night. It was a fire, it was a fire T-shirt. The front of the T-shirt had like um <clears throat> all the quotes that the that the analysts were saying about him on draft night. Yo, uh, they were cooking no. his ass. On draft. No, no muscles, can't jump. <laughs> no muscles, Slow. can't jump. They footed. Yo, they said his trash. Yo, his upside was like, yo, his upside was like country read. Like, yo, the next country read. Like, yo, yo, yo. yo they was no, it's crazy though. He, oh, he's my the, man, big country read. He's the what, what? What do you say? Highest or lowest drafted player ever to win the MVP? He's a second round pick, and and is the league MVP. Yeah. His story is crazy. It is kind of crazy how much he won by. Um, but I think what's even crazier than that, though, even though Joel came in second, Steph got more first-place votes than Joel Embiid did. Steph got something crazy like, was it 12 first-place votes, and Joel got five first-place votes? Like, what What did the media be out there doing, man? Seriously. Yo, like, what y'all do? Steph is, 
Joel and B can't sell as much as Steph can sell, so including the media they bought. Definitely you know, bought. But, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is like that. It shouldn't have been that way. That was a trash MVP race, though. <laughs> Skyview said, "I'm gonna need Thibault to hit at least one jumper." He had a couple so far. No, well, you're gonna be needy. I was actually, you're gonna be needy. I was actually surprised. Like, oh my you're god, he Nah, he he tried. Yeah, he he got practice, man. It's gonna be an off season thing. He got practice. Um, he's gonna be. He, he better work on that. He, he at least work on his three point shots. So he could be what they call quote unquote pause, a three and D guy. Right. Yo, so here's, here's the a lot of money. Yo, you make a lot of money as a three. Yo, a three and D guy, you can run into a two hundred million dollar bag. Oh yeah, yeah. You got you know three and D dudes who fool people into thinking they was three and D like um. Like like your man that was in Philly, that's in Portland now. Coming, um, I know Coving, about the yeah. trash coming to yeah. he, he didn't back to a personal beef. Yo, the crazy part is though, I used to like him when he was an overachiever. Like during the process. Why? Because he <laughs> dude, during the process you like anybody who scored eight points. Like you score eight points consistently. <laughs> <laughs> During the process, like, eight, all right, we might have eight, something here. That eight like, points turned into $80 million. Like, back then, I was proud yeah. of him, like him and TJ. I was like, okay, they're the two dude, the two process dudes that actually played themselves onto the roster. And I, and I like Jim, him. No, Jimmy didn't this, know uh, that. <clears throat> Once expectations no, change and they start acting like he's better than he is, then I'm like, yo, Covington trash. Yo, what's the Austin homie that wanted to be off the door was going to be nice? The light-skinned point guard boy, Michael Carter? Michael Carter Williams. Michael that, Carter. That um. Yeah, B. Austin told us he's gonna be. Nice. Andy told him that told him he was gonna be in Turkey, turkey. By, by now. He was close. He ain't in Turkey, <laughs> but he he surprised me. I didn't think he was gonna be this bad either. I knew it was a, a little bit of smoke and mirrors involved in that, but yo, he's bad. <laughs> I mean, he's good enough to keep a, a roster spot because he's a six-seven point guard. Can play a little bit of defense, you know that kind of thing. He got the intangibles. That was, that was yeah, wrong. He's, he's not in Turkey. He's not in Turkey, but he's a Turkey. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> gobble gobble, pause. Um. So the other awards, <laughs> everything has been named. All the majors, except for you know that rookie of the year that that we always talk about in here. Talk about. But uh, Joker, of course, is the MVP. Defensive player of the year, another runner-up effort by the Philadelphia 76ers, Rudy Gobert, I believe third-time winner. Um, Defensive player of the year was going to put Rudy Gobert in the Hall of Fame one day. But he beat out Ben Simmons and Draymond Green for his his third time, for his third win in that. Y'all got any issues with that one? Did y'all think Ben got snubbed? I'm seeing the word snub being used a lot um, with Ben. Um, I think Ben is probably the best wing defender, but I also think that Rudy Gobert is the best, like you know, um, down low defender in the league. So I mean, I wouldn't have been mad either way. Because one thing I do I think, recognize I think, watching Utah, a lot of a lot of their success is predicated on him. Like, and it's not even just blocks or statistics, but he just alters the game in the defensive way when you watch him play. So I'm not mad either way. Right, I'm supposed to be mad at that. Um, like I like I said, you know, with the MVP, I I probably would have voted for Joker if I had a a vote. Um, this one, I would have voted for Ben. Like, I know what Rudy is. Like, he's a, he's a crazy rim protector, um, crazy shot blocker. I just think Ben is more versatile and 
he's the type of dude that you can just sick on somebody in very important situations. And to me, that's worth a little bit more. That's like that argument you, you know, we say, were having you last year. You're trying to say guard off opposition? Uh, that crazy cliche, he's actually one of few that you can actually say that and mean that. But at the same time, even though we've seen him guard fives, we don't see it enough to, you know, to make that a thing. But, you know, they're going to say it regardless of. But, but yeah, it's like you can kind of do that with him, though. Like, yo, whoever is cooking your team, come fourth quarter, you could put Ben on them, no matter what position they play. And I think that's very, very valuable. So, you know, I'm – I'm happy that somebody that plays D like that is on my team, whether he wins the awards or not. You know, that's his problem. I mean, he, did, he, he got acknowledged. Uh, he for us, we're still in the second, good, so he good, did good get acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah, he got acknowledged because yeah, he, he, he came in second. He's getting his reputation now. Know, He's getting his rep. I mean, so, the thing is, I, 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 the funny thing is, can, the way you voted, I would have voted the opposite. Like, I would have voted for Joel and probably and um, Gobert. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not mad. I mean, listen, I ain't mad. I'm not mad at the Ben. If Ben would have won, I wouldn't have been like, oh, man. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like, no, cause he's, I'm supposed to be mad at he's that. He's the best wing defender. But, you know, <laughs> but it's crazy watching Utah players. Like, they got, they also got, like, a bunch of pale faces around the corners. But, like, they got, you know, the brother, the the, the young D-Wade. But on defensive side of the ball, like, dude is just weird, man. He, like, because he's not real muscular. He's, like, weird. He's just tall, lanky, but he makes everybody just change their shot. He makes it's you crazy change your watch. mind when you come in there. So Yo, you come a full steam ahead and be like, no, nah, never mind, I'm gonna pass this up. <laughs> yeah, corny French boy. Long down enough there. to, go, yo, then he's long enough to like run to the outside and like you know go against the threes too. It's weird. Like he's a great defensive player. Like he gives you nothing on offense. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, you know, yeah, he there for yeah, one reason. Pretty much. Um, all right, and we know uh, we talked about this last week. Jordan Clarkson won the six man. Um, I agree with that. Uh, he, he cooked everybody from the six from from the bench position um Julius Randle of course most improved coach of the year Tom Tibbs who won it uh he narrowly edged out Monty Williams from the Suns uh Quinn Snyder was a finalist of that as well um y'all like this one Tibbs with the Knicks no. Knicks no. are back Tibbs back no. second time winner I mean, Tib, 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 listen, Tibbs can coach his ass off. Like, he has the same track record. He he gets the team to a certain place and then has burnout. So it's about to happen. I mean, he's going to get fired. He's going to get fired before the end of next year. But he will get coached yeah, a year. But he got them where they need to be. But my thing is, Monty <clears throat> Williams, bro, like, ever since the Yo, they went from, just like they went from out of the playoffs to the second seat. How do you how do you Come on, man. Like, come on, man. Would be mad at that. How do you how do you not give Monty Williams the the, the, the yo know, even last year in the bubble he had, he he was turning around then in the bubble like right he, but he you know why and they continue, because too many people giving Chris Paul all the credit <laughs> yo man yeah yeah, yeah. yo yeah. man and I don't and I'm not Paul. saying he don't deserve some Monty credit ain't doing I'm nothing. not saying he don't deserve some credit but I mean uh, yeah, and, and the thing is them two together them two Monty together actually because they worked together in the about, past. When you hear people just talk about Chris, Monty ain't do nothing, Booker ain't do nothing, Aiton ain't do nothing, Bridges ain't do nothing. But the crazy it's, part it's is, Paul. the crazy part is, I've heard Chris Paul talk about him, and he talked about how they worked together in the past. I think in uh, the Hornets or whatever, right. and <clears throat> and how um how they work together extremely well because they know each other. It's almost it almost sounded like Drew Brees talking about like Peyton and whatnot, like where it's like <laughs> yo they collaborate. 
Right. But, I mean, yeah. you got to get it. I mean, to me, he's the coach. Of the year, <clears> but I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. All right. So, and, and more NBA stuff. Like, you know, we occasionally, uh, probably, probably, occasionally is probably not a good word. Like, all the time still, like a decade later. We still play sound bites of Tim Hardaway, you know, saying some real dumb shit. <laughs> he's back in the news this week saying what some people could, you know, think is some dumb. I mean, he's not insulting anybody this time, but he is saying, um, despite everybody looking at the situation, the trade from the Knicks to the Mavericks, looking at his son, Tim Hardaway Jr., as a throw-in in the Chris Stapps Porzingis trade, he said, in fact, it's the other way around. He he said, <laughs> he said, y'all are wrong. The conversation was that they were trying to get Tim here. He said, I'm serious. I'm going to tell you the truth. And he was on a radio show, 105.3 to fan in Dallas. And he's basically saying, you know, now everybody's saying that Tim Hardaway Jr. was a throw-in. He said, no, Porzingis was a throw-in because the Knicks, because the Mavericks had called the Knicks to inquire about Tim Hardaway Jr. And then they found out that Chris Stapps Porzingis was available, so they started talking about him. So I'm wondering, like, well, you don't understand what went on there, Tim? Like, even if what you're saying is true, it's delusional to think that Tim Hardaway Jr. wasn't the throw-in when you're trading for... Well, we don't believe you need more people. I'm like, it could have happened exactly the way he said, but he's kind of delusional in how he how he perceives what actually happened. They may have very well called them for Tim Hardaway Jr. And then when they found out the then unicorn was on the market and they could possibly get him, all their focus turned to dude. At that point, the Knicks didn't give a damn. They were trying to get, you know, that Porzingis off of the books. Yeah, you can have Tim Hardaway Jr. Now, with Porzingis' injuries, Tim Hardaway seems to, especially this season, seems to be the you know more of a contributor at this point than him. But to but to say that 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 Porzingis was a throw-in in the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade, like, what are y'all thoughts on that, man? What's wrong with Tim? Yo, well, <laughs> we don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> and this thing sounded crazy to me. Those then are my, I actually started to believe those are my thoughts. When I saw the world, the world turned himself on uh, the, the Chris Tapps, like he's the worst player in the league according to um, the internet at this point. Like, you know, he, he's complete trash and garbage. And, I mean, it just sounds crazy when you think about the salary and what they were perceived to be, but at this point, people consider Chris Tapps to be complete basura. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I mean, listen, they do. Yeah, I mean, you know how people turn on you anyway. They tear you know, they they build you up, they tear you down. They probably overrate you in the process, so then they can underrate you later. But um, yeah, no matter how it turned out, you know, things turn out a certain way. There's no damn way that Chris Stapps, Porzingis, the way everybody was on his meat around that period of time, was a throw-in in anybody's trade. Every, you know, because Dallas wasn't the only team trying to get that dude. Dallas won those sweepstakes. So, um, come on, Tim. <laughs> come on, Tim. We get it. I mean, now you can kind of puff your chest out because your son is doing more for the Mavericks than Chris Stapps at this point. Chris Stapps is at this point just uh, complaining about his role 
and, and, and whatnot, but come on, man. Come on. Um, back to the defensive player of the year thing. Skyview said Ben should not have lobbied for defensive player of the year. Uh, I, I mean, we well, do no. know that, you know, no, but you know, these, these it's a pretty good point. These media driven awards, um, that kind of stuff sometimes rubs people the wrong way. I mean, because Ben and Joe, when they're lobbying for stuff, I don't know if they mean to or not, but some of the stuff they say could be a little bit insulting to other people. And whether you think he's better than that guy or not, you know how these dudes are, you know, they, they do stuff with their feelings sometimes. So that could rub them dudes the wrong way. Remember, he was like, he's supposed to be the defensive player of the year. I'm not supposed to be a scorer. And I gave him 42. So, some people might have took that as, oh, you talking like that? I'm not voting for that dude. I mean, we've seen it. We see the talking mm. heads on TV He's all the done time. It. A lot of those dudes get votes, and you see their whole conversation is feelings-based. So you know how they, you know, you know they're not going to vote any differently from what they do on TV every day. So that's a good point. The lobbying might have, you know, might have did a little something against Ben. All right, but last thing um, before we – give us the stat of the week, and then take some calls. Jason Kidd withdrew his name from the Blazers coaching search. Um, He said he did so because Dame Lillard pretty much gave a public plea, you know, saying he wants wants, uh, Jason Kidd to be the next coach. So this was Jason Kidd's statement via – Woj of ESPN. He said, Portland's a first-class organization and will have great candidates for his head coaching job, but I've decided not to be one of them. Whoever they choose will have big shoes to fill from Terry Stotts. They said he was ultimately uncomfortable with the idea of pursuing the open the opening after Blazers star Dame Lillard publicly called for his hiring within hours of Stotts' departure on Friday night. The public nature of Lillard's endorsement telling Yahoo Sports that Jason Kidd is the guy I want left kids feeling he would put both Lillard and Portland's process in an awkward circumstance should he pursue pursue the opening. And I say to that, FOA's Jason Kidd. That's the lamest excuse I've ever, I've ever seen. He don't want the job. He probably <laughs> never wanted the job. So he had to find a way to weasel out of pursuing the job without Insulting Dame for one, without insulting Terry Stotts, without insulting the Blazers for you know their job not being attractive to him. Any of y'all think that like that reason makes any sense or it's legit or <laughs> it just sound like to me like yo I don't, don't want to go to Portland. <laughs> I mean, to me, I feel like he's been promised another job or you know probably the job he's currently at. The head coach Definitely. Yeah. And he just tried to That's use Dame's words as an out. But to me, it was a very lame out. It's like it's like when you're a kid and you and you lie to your parents about something and you swear it's the greatest lie ever and you think you're getting away with it, but they just don't really have the energy to call you on it and they're probably laughing at you with each other behind your back because it's a dumbass lie. That's how I feel about Jason Kidd's lie. I feel like one of my nine-year-old lies. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you you really thought that worked? <laughs> cooking like yeah, that? So. <laughs> no, I wasn't cooking. I wasn't cooking him. Well, I'm cooking Jason, but I wasn't cooking my nine year. I'm talking about me when I was nine. 
I, I said some dumb stuff that thought that I thought I got away with, and you know, when you turn into an adult, now you know what I, you, look, you, you, you talk look, to your you old head later. You know they knew. Yeah, you look back at it. They knew. You look back at it and realize it's so dumb that you got to go ask your people. Like I go ask my aunt and them. Like yo, y'all remember when I told y'all such and such? They're like yeah, we knew that shit was lying. Yeah, that shit was dumb. Yeah, we knew you was lying. <laughs> <laughs> it just went well, Yo, one time. Uh, me and me and me and Walt, we were at Disney World, so we went outside to the rental car. I started the jump, didn't know how to drive. Told him, told him we knew how to drive. Mm-hmm. Put the jump in, I, I don't know, I guess neutral or something by mistake. The joint rolled out of the parking lot, the parking spot. We were able to stop the car, but then when we put it back in park. We didn't, you know, this was back in the late 80s. It was like a Hyundai Excel or something. Didn't know how to take the key out of the ignition. I think them cars back then had a little button you had to push to get the key out of the ignition. We didn't know that. Yeah. So my dumbass went back in and told them, yeah, somebody tried to steal the car. It was halfway out of the parking space. So we put the key in and then ran back in and got y'all. <laughs> Yo, we thought that worked. <laughs> they didn't say anything. So we thought that worked, like, all day. We chilling, like, yeah, 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 we got away with that. Yo, that's the dumbest, <laughs> that was the dumbest lie. That probably was the dumbest lie of my life, yo, for real. And yo, I can't even think about the dumbest lie of my life. Yeah. All right, so that, that's what I think about Jason Kidd's uh, <laughs> refusal to pursue this job. All right, stat of the week, yeah. and we talked about, this situation a little bit earlier. Like after Trey Young slathered his man juice all over Danny Green in game one, the Sixers decided Danny to Green put Ben Simmons on him earlier in game two, um, followed up by uh, Matisse Thibel and a few possessions with um, Tobias Harris. And this is how the numbers went. Trey game in verse two, verse in game two versus Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons guarded him for 18 and a half possessions. What's a half possession? We'll talk about that some other day. Um, 18 and a half possessions. Trey Young scored four points on those 18 and a half possessions. He was two of five from the field and 0 of two from three-point line. And 15.2 possessions <laughs> from Matisse Thibel. I guess they're doing this. How is it? I don't get it. 15.2 possessions um, against Matisse Thibel. He scored nine points. He was two for six from the field and one for two from the three-point line. You know, Thibel get a little handsy, so he got some fouls on him. He went to, to the foul line. And then he keeps getting Thibel with this move where he's driving and Thibel is on his hip. And he put, he kind of puts his shoulder in the Thibel but then bounces back. And, fly, and flails, and the ref gives him the call every time. So he's getting to the line against Matisse. Against Tobias Harris, um, Tobias guarded him for three and a half possessions. He scored zero points, 0, of, 0, 0 for 2 from the field, and both of those were three-pointers. He was 0 for 2 from the three-point line. So that is your stat of the week. Y'all got any bars on that before we take calls? <clears throat> Lock up! <laughs> No. I think it goes back to what we talked about earlier and when Jim was talking about the, the bench. I think if you're going to put Ben on him, and I think you have to from the opening tip, you need somebody else to step up 
to score those 14 or 15 points that Ben Simmons is usually going to give you. Like, if you expect him to run around with Trey Young, you just got to expect him to be a defender, you know, set the table on offense and, you know, let let him pass and, and rest for what he has to do on the defensive end. Um, so, yeah, you need those bench guys to, to step up if this is going to be the situation. But anything before we take this call? No, sir. All righty, let's go to the phone lines. We got... Tobias on the line, talking trash in the uh, in the chat. <laughs> His impatience. Uh, what up, Tobias? Yeah, right, on? I am. Hey, I'm as impatient as these NBA like people when Ricky's come out. They play three games. I don't know if he's the guy yet. You know how I am nowadays. <laughs> By the way, y'all talking about Jokic, right? You talking about 40th. So who the hell was gonna pick a fat Euro guy who can't do one push up number one overall and keep their job? Talking about we know this guy gonna be good in three or four years. Right. You can you couldn't gamble on Jokic, man. Like if, like I said, it's a great story and his story from trash to MVP is, is all that, but you you know, it it can't be one of those things where we keep talking about look at all the people that passed on Jokic. It's the same thing with Tom Brady, man. Like, come on, look how that dude looked at the draft at the combine. Like he you went. couldn't draft that dude. Because, because <laughs> Jokic went to the right team. Where he where they were cool with him developing. And growing. If you had gone number one overall, like Anthony Bennett, who was a fat tweener, look what would have happened, <laughs> you know? And so he wouldn't have had the time to develop, and people missed out on that. Now, part to me, part of him winning MVP is because the nerves and the analytics boys took over the NBA. You know, everything is, well, look at his voice. Look at his war. Look at his trapezoidals, whatever. It's the Dagarine mirror when he touches the ball. That's what they're talking about. He's like, yeah. look at the numbers. If you believe he was based on his numbers, cool. Like, I would have had Chris Paul at no worse than number three instead of Steph Curry. I cannot have you at the finals for the MVP and you struggling to make the play-in game. I'm sorry. You had a great year. You hit a lot of threes. I'm sorry. It ain't happening. And, but it showed, this playoff showed how many the you know, playoffs let me, that Real quick, let me interject. I think the league was trying to have him up there, too. Because they made yeah. – why would you vote for MVP before the playing games? And that's what they did. Yeah. I think they did that because Steph was having such a year. Like, if there's not a candidate in there that they're trying to at least push to be one of the finalists, I don't think, I don't think you know, you vote before the playing game. I know the playing game is new. They were trying something new. So voting at that time would have been the same thing, experimenting with something new. But how do you vote before you know? who's going to make the playoffs or not if one of the candidates, is, you know, are in those games. So they were, they were trying yeah. to get Steph up in there. <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, and, and it's like, uh, I was like, MB was so dominant. And you see how the Sixers are without him on the court offensively, even defensively. And I, he would have gotten them out, but they kept saying, well, you didn't play this many games or whatever, fine. So keep that same energy next year and the year after. But uh, with that stuff, but I like what I was talking about, like people thought Devin Booker. I think he's a great talent, a great player. But living here, he's but see, they needed that point guard. And I, think yeah, I don't Chris think Devin Booker is an MVP candidate. But, but, I but just what don't I'm think Chris like, Paul gets all the, the credit but, because of Devin Booker. And, I like Lunchy, and, but I think what happened is I think Chris Paul is a better fit than Luca because how Luca Luca's like LeBron. He's the system, and Devin, you know, 
to me, making a playoff and advancing does change your narrative. Kyle, let's be honest here, guys. Hashtag that. He's no different than Zach Levine. Because Zach Levine is on a crap team. <laughs> let's just be honest here. Scoring the hell out of the basketball. Just one's on a good team right now with a competent coach, and, and the other one's on a bad team. Both of them put up the same number several. It's just that it's one team that's winning, the other one's not. <laughs> Zach Levine. I, I, I like Zach I mean, Levine. He has a lot more to his <laughs> Both game. Both of them 25 a game. He is not stuff. what Devin Booker is. Even oh, he, though they're oh, both like about, okay. I thought he was talking about Luka and Zach Levine. Uh, no, I he, give you – I'm closer to you on the on the, the Booker and Zach Levine. Go ahead. But, but what I'm talking about is how winning but makes look – my whole point is how winning makes you look because you make you mm-hmm. make the playoffs you get on a little bit and it's, it changes your perspective because at first you put up 25 a game you're a good stat bad team guy I, I gotta steal that line from bill simmons <laughs> but you know and, and i think that now and what happens also is that these guys come in the league so young you don't know what the hell they are to be fired. Like, found out that, okay, he's not a distributor. He's a catch-and-shoot guy. He's a scorer and a faster. You build your team according to that. But you don't know that with these guys coming in at 19 years old. You're just hoping a lot of them are good. And I think that that – but I thought Money Williams should have been coach of the year. Because I put in the group chat, Tim's won because he, he coached the Knicks. He's in New York. Uh, and that's my opinion on that. Because Monty has done a good job on that team with leadership and coaching them up. And, and sometimes you need those type of coaches on these young teams. You don't need a Jason Kidd or the new coach of the Lakers, Jason Kidd. You, you need – or Doc Rivers. You need somebody who's willing to – like a Monty, who could call play, who could grow, who could teach and develop. And I think that's paying off now because people don't know this. Phoenix is a basketball town. It's not a football town. It's a basketball town. You know how it was when they used to be good. And so it's good to see them good again. I think they have a real shot at the finals. We shall see. All right, what oh, else we got before we kick you uh, off? Here? First things first, when Jimmy goes to Atlanta, he's going to change the hashtag from buy the, buy the hood to buy the home. But, uh, but also, uh, sorry, Jay, get on your But, you know, but uh, Ben Sim, I thought he should have been defensive player of the year. I hate the fact that defensive player of the year go to the best, the big man who blocked the most shots. Uh, because in today's NBA, when you can't even touch the guard and see what he does defensively, to me, that, to me, that, that just goes up to eight. It's like they don't appreciate the wing guys who are great defenders. They just give it to the big guy. Don't get me wrong. Gobert is great. He probably gave it to him because he may start crying again. But, uh, you know, he didn't get it. But, me. But well, I'm hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, Gobert guards all five positions. That's the first thing. The second yeah. thing, <laughs> though, before, before, before Gobert yeah. started winning, Gobert be getting winded up when them switches on them guards. He be getting That was Draymond's machine. award. That was Draymond's award before Gobert. Mm. Yeah, he guards all five positions. I don't care what nobody says. Guarding Shaz Alpatulia does not count as guarding a center. I don't care what nobody says. Well, guarding Taylor McGee, that doesn't count. Uh, yeah, but uh, I, I hope I hope Shaz don't hit me no mama's cooking. I'm sorry, Shaz. But, uh, 
two last things on this, Scott. I got to go. Instead of worrying about Michael Jordan, your book, Scotty, maybe you need to holler at your wife about Malik Beasley in the future. Maybe you need to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because remember, Scotty, Michael was the one who said if the Bulls, they told Jerry Krause, you trade for Scotty Pitt for Sean Kemp, I'll retire on the spot. Sorry, Scotty. Hey, oh, yeah, by the way, Scotty, yeah, you won 55 games the first year Jordan went out. But the next season, you point to the bottom of the Jordan field when begging Mike to come back because you fell flat in your face. And don't get me started on you in Portland. And you was up 15 in the fourth quarter, and you went out very meekly. Uh, where was you at, Mr. Leader? y'all know y'all can check out war room sports website at warroomsports.com if you're going to call in and speak to us about any of today's topics uh you can dial the digital extreme tech hotline that's 323-410-0012 press one when prompted but if you already happen to be listening from your phone just press one if you want to talk and we'll get to you um you can also join us in the by the hood chat room brought to you by by the hood university uh, we got, as usual, Skyview and Neil in there holding it down. So, you know, if if, if you want to get in on the conversation, you can join them. Um, if you say something good enough, we might even read your comments on the air. Uh, but, look, you guys uh, can also, uh, if you want to learn about how to make your money work for you in real estate, stock market, precious metals, cryptocurrency, even N- NFTs, it's time to go back to school and it's time to enroll at By the Hood University. We want all of our supporters to create wealth and leave a legacy for their family. So War Room Sports partnered with By the Hood University to get you started on your journey of learning to invest and possible financial freedom. Go to our website, warroomsports.com, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our Sponsors and Partners tab to get the uh, to get get yourself started. Just use the promo code WRS on their site. Um, that's all caps, WRS, and you'll receive 15% off every course on the By the Hood site. It's not too late to secure your financial legacy, so why don't you go ahead and do it right now. Jim, what happened this week while everybody was on the Grizz E. Yo, first of all, I want to give a shout-out to Anil. That's one of my ratchet beam suppliers. I mean, I'm out here looking for ratchet beams, but shout-out <laughs> to Anil. So, um, while you were on the grind, is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. So you or your business need a custom website. Here's what you do. Go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Tell them you heard it here in the war room, and you'll get the special discount. Shop for Digital Extreme Tech for the support. Now it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the Grizz Naive. Now, um, first thing is uh, Floyd Mayweather and um, – Logan Paul, Jake Paul, one of them damn Pauls, um, they reportedly grossed $600 billion, and Mayweather got $88 billion. Um, I'm joking. Um, but that's what well, let Floyd tell it. Every Floyd to social fight. media, everybody you know, will go repeat that. Every Floyd fight, 
Detroit made like half the GDP of a nation, so I'm just going to you know, go along <laughs> with the meme. But um, according to reports, though, they get a hundred. They got a excuse me. They got a million pay per view buys. Um, and you know each one was fifty bucks, so that's about fifty million dollars. So you know, shout to them for getting fifty million dollars for a joke fight. Which is still insane to me. Hey, Barnum and Bailey rolling over in their graves. Like, why the hell we couldn't get that kind of money? And we and we got money. Like they got paper. They couldn't get this kind of paper in twenty four minutes of action. Like you know, they had to train them elephants longer than twenty four minutes to 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 earn a reported fifty million dollars. That's the thing. Like Jimmy said, there's a lot of it's, it's, there's a meme going around saying. Floyd earned a hundred million dollars for 24 minutes against Logan Paul and Michael Jordan earned $90 million in 15 years in the NBA. Everybody passes it around. Everybody defends it. Everybody believes it. I'm like, y'all don't even like people don't even attempt to do any, any research. Like you can easily just go see what the fight gross. And even the pay-per-view buys are, is kind of like hearsay. So that it, that might even be exaggerated. So, But even if you take them for their word of a million pay-per-view buys, like Jimmy said, that's $50 each. That's $50 million. Even if you do some appearances before the fight that earned you some extra money, there's no way that Floyd Mayweather could earn $100 million from this fight when the fight grossed $50 million um, on the pay-per-view. Like you're not gonna get another fifty million dollars at the box office for for the live event. I just don't see what the point. I don't see what the point of making the um the, all the craziness up because even if he got three million dollars, that's a crazy right. payday for twenty four minutes. Right so, for an exhibition joke. for a fight Yo. that don't even count. <laughs> like, yeah, for extra magician. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I, I I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes. Okay. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show, your stripes movement to support hiring vets. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show, your stripes movement to support... I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I'm... I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show, your stripes movement to support higher events. Didn't start it over though. This one take. Go to the show yourstripes.org. <laughs> Go to the show yourstripes.org. Go to show your Go to show yourstripes.org. Go to show yourstripes.org. A website, a website that connects veterans with employees and helps businesses. Okay. The website that connects veterans with employers. And help businesses yo, I don't find candidates with the long, best yo. training. I'm Floyd, I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined hey, Heart Radio uh, for the show. Right, Your man. stripes movement I not, to support higher Okay, okay. This still went. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't because that was the yo, end of it. I know he did. Yo, yo, I thought he looped it. Yo, he didn't loop it one time. My, All right, my so so just to respond. To respond Who's to that, the way the internet was. put that take out there publicly. Who's the asshole that did that? Charlemagne did that. Because, <laughs> real quick, to respond to that, not saying I feel this way, but the how the internet would. Who I'm cares? Dead. He got money. I'm dead. But yeah, yeah. 
That, that, I mean, and that's, that's at it. the end of the day. But, you know, you got the people, he made $100 million and he already a billionaire. Yo. All right. Yo. I, I know that some of y'all won't no, believe this. He did not I ain't got nowhere reason. near the money that dude got. <laughs> I'd rather be me than him. <sighs> oh, my God. I mean. Yo, Cass. Yo, all, all I'm saying yo, is. <laughs> I forgot about that sound. <laughs> Yo, why was it so long? <laughs> Yo, all, all I'm saying is he got he got money that don't matter. That's what the internet says. Um, you know it is what it is. But uh, yeah, but oh shout to um being able to steal money. Right I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I'm, right, I'm Floyd Mayweather, be... and I've joined Heart right, Radio man. for the show. Listen. This, I'm just letting you know y'all going to be talking with my soul for the rest of this episode. But go ahead, Jim. What else happened, man? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Where you at, Jim? Yeah. <laughs> Floyd done broke our show, man. Floyd broke our show. I <laughs> said he broke the show. Yo, Jimmy, you there? Hey. Huh. All right. Oh, I, don't, I don't know where I don't know where Jimmy went. His soul must have left the building as well. All right. So, um, LeBron. Yeah, y'all hear me now? Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, yo, 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 what else Andy, happened, yo, man? Andy So, Andy So. Yo, blog talk. Uh, y'all trash. Yo, real quick. Um, back back to Floyd. Last thing I want to say about Floyd is that yo, um, Floyd is so arrogant that he actually talks about how he's stealing money. Boy came out of the John was like, "Yo, this is better than bank robbery." And yo, he said he's better, he's better than robbing a bank. And it he is. Talks about and, it but that's the thing. He openly tells everybody how stupid they are for supporting this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but they're gonna keep supporting. Hey, <laughs> you know what's Floyd funny though? Floyd. Anybody, I, I haven't, I hadn't found one person who said they were gonna pay for that fight. Even the people who said they were gonna actually watch it were like, "I ain't gonna pay for it." Yo, if they got a hundred, if they got a million pay-per-views, one of you is paid for it. They're saying that y'all ain't paying for it. A lot of you paid for it. <laughs> Somebody out there paying for it. I I didn't even bother to waste my my life's breath <laughs> and and my eyesight like even trying to pirate that. I guess I'm I was just not interested, man. My guy is going down as a legendary finesse. That's what it is. He's gonna be more legendary in the circles of a uh, con artist than he is boxers. He's Which like is a shame. Which is a shame because he was a fugitive. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I, I'm Floyd Mayweather, Yo, and I've joined Heart Radio Yo, for the show. Yo, strike. <laughs> okay. Yo, you got I'm Floyd bro. Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your strikes movement to support. Hiring vets. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Yo, Radio. Austin, stop for him, John. <laughs> Yo, boy. Yo, Austin out of pocket, dude. Um, with that, well, being, yeah, with that being said, man, what else happened? LeBron. LeBron is going back to number six after uh, Space Jam. I mean, you know, it's Nike marketing. It is what it is. Who cares? <laughs> Yo, the, the funny part about it is LeBron. Remember when he came, he said he was going to go back to – when he came to L.A., he said he was going to go back to six because he was going to give Anthony Davis 23. But Nike were the ones that put the kibosh on that. But now, you know, yeah. 
Now they're going to let him switch. He claims, you know, even though the 23 was influenced by MJ, um, he said the six was inspired by Bill Russell and, and Dr. J. Um, Brian, come on, man. We we, we know. Oh, you never savviness. saw either of them play. But we know the savviness of 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 your business acumen. Dude, we know it's just another windfall because we know a bunch of Nick Wrights are going to go out and buy your second Lakers jersey. And plus, you can't let Kobe outdo you. Bunch you got to you know, switch up the numbers and get two jerseys retired. So, you know, it is what it is. But now, like, Nike's on board because Nike's going to make a windfall of money from this. But now I'm, I'm hearing that even though – even when he goes back to six, Anthony Davis is going to stay with number three, so he's not going to change his jersey. So. <laughs> Shout out for Yo, Brian for another LeBron, way to get some I more bread. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron won't get his jersey retired in three spots. Yeah, and now maybe more than one. Got to retire in, uh, <clears throat> in Cleveland. Because didn't got he rock to. the 23 and the six in Cleveland, or did he not do the six until he got to Miami? I don't think he did the six in, six in Miami. He didn't do six in Cleveland. Okay. But so he's going to get a 23 Miami retired in Cleveland, a six retired in Miami, and a 23 and a six retired in, in you know, because you, cause you can't yeah, let Miami out. Four retired. Yeah, <laughs> a four jerseys retired. Yeah. They make him better than Mike. Mike only got one jersey retired. <laughs> uh, actually, Mike got the number 23 is. retired in most arenas. In, mo- in most arenas on most teams. I so, think the only so people who won't is teams that LeBron play for because they like not going to tell the king that he can't wear 23. <laughs> I'm about to say, uh, yo, they should have retired in baseball. Nobody should ever want to do what he did. Yo, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they retired in ownership. For baseball, that's the 45. Yo. <laughs> he said it's Mike a trash-ass owner. Yo, real quick, though. Um, <laughs> Meek Mill, and, uh, or as some folks call Meek Mill, it's not fair. Meek Mill. Well, Meek Mill and Jay-Z um, surprised uh, their owner. I mean, surprised Robert Kraft with a new Bentley for his birthday. <laughs> yeah, African-American. Oh, no. Trash-ass. I don't know what that's in reference to. So what you're telling me is, Two, so somebody get Austin away from the uh, the soundboard, yo. I know. <laughs> so you said two two and a quarter billionaires teamed up to buy another billionaire a three hundred thousand dollar vehicle for his eightieth birthday. He probably been. Ha- I he mean, I guess smack that Jones. So does he go out in it? I hope he. I'm sure he got a driver. <laughs> they, couldn't, but. they couldn't pay. They, they couldn't pay for him to get a massage no more. So I mean, it's next best thing. <laughs> 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 They couldn't send him to the spa. I got on. I got air quotes up when I'm saying spa. They couldn't send him to the spa. Um, nah. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is weird to me. Um, I saw the video of Ruben and Meek Mill actually knocking on his door, surprising him with the automobile with a bow. Um, you know, Jay is a part of this effery, but at least. You know, he wasn't part of the delivery, so he's not caught on, on yeah, camera. He ain't going to be no Ruben, delivery Ruben, 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 Mills Ruben was like, yeah, it's for me and, and Meek and Jay and, and blah, blah. Jay is yeah. working hard at getting that NFL team one day. He's working hard. So, you know, he got to do what he got to do. He's working hard to work. be an old Jewish man. <laughs> Leheim. Yeah. 
The thoughts of B. Austin are the thoughts of B. Austin, not more of the sports as a whole. (laughs) I was going to say, yo, shout out to the spotlight Cannon now here, man. Try and get us Cannon. You out of pocket, B. Austin. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Yeah, killing him. Yo, B. Austin, I got to listen to the soundboard, yo. Yo, anyway, um, ex-Michigan State star Keith Appling charged with first-degree murder. He got um, you know, putting the name the murder game down, man. What's up with this boy, man? Yo, Keith Appling, um, 29 years old, still a, a Detroit resident. They said he's accused of shooting a 66-year-old relative to death last month. Um, yeah. At a- um, they said he shot Clyde Edmonds, whose wife is the first cousin of Keith Appling's mother. So whatever that was. Um, he's not the only one being charged, though. They said he's been charged with one count of first-degree murder, one count of felon in possession of a firearm. So he already got a record. And two counts of felony firearm. Um, he cannot have any contact with Natalie Brooks Bannister, who is his girlfriend, who is also being charged in the case. Um, Keith Appling was also denied bond and remanded to jail. So uh, the, 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 his girl, Bannister, she's 28. Um, she was arraigned on Thursday as well, and um, her charges are accessory after the fact and lying to a peace officer. Um, they both have entered not guilty pleas. Damn, kid. damn! Sound like they ain't boyfriend and girlfriend no more. The judge broke him up. <laughs> damn, homie. In college, you was the man, homie. Man, homie. Not really. What the ebony? But, but the bar, the bar fit almost. Yeah. That, that, Yo, that's man. Crazy. Rest oh, in power man. to the brother that was murdered, man. I, you know, uh, hate to see all these senseless killings, man. Yo, just want to keep my ass in the house. People out here, like, yo, coming out of the pandemic. Everybody's like um, mental health is uh, out of control. Everybody like it's Floyd. Like random Reed. shootings. Yo, yeah. folks are shooting family. It's random shootings. Like this boy they just couldn't fully killed his mom. It's like yo, people are out of control right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. Anyway, I was, man. Um, I was just talking to my son about that, man, because he, you know, he's starting to uh, develop a certain way of talking to people. Uh, you know. Oh, you know when you raising, you know when you raising a little you, but you trying to change his ways <laughs> of not being a little like, you. And I I'm, and I told him that. I'm like, dude, when you get old enough to leave this house on your own, man. I'm like, yo, somebody, it's crazy people in this world. Somebody will lay you down in these streets for doing that or or talking to them like that. So I'm like, you gotta watch how you start like, oh. to people. Like coming up, I could get away with that because you know I I probably at the most just had to throw some hands or or maybe run from a from a roll on. (laughs) But you got to worry about like people who lay the murder game down for the smallest and slightest of things. Yo man, trying to change his. I've seen yo trying to change his mouthpiece right now. I shared something to y'all earlier about a boy getting murked over grass. Like, this is crazy right. out here, man. Right. Come on, man. These days, and the man, boy, you Appling played five, five games with the Orlando Magic in 2015. About five games and five minutes mm. per. So, he had his yeah, these days, five man, minutes. And he had his five minutes of fame, literally. <laughs> Side-tracked and clapped from close feet. But, yo, 
Uh, mm-hmm. He's about to do some time now. He's about to do more time than he did in the NBA. So, uh, with that being Yo, said, er. bars. Everybody, what happened is dating sports history. <laughs> Y'all out of pocket, man. This day in sports history. Sports you about the sports, the book. Y'all are tired of reading them old sports books with all that bull crap that we crap on every single week, man. Make sure you get your copy of sports. Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture and war room sports lingo that'll keep you on the edge of your seat. It'll keep you learning, and it'll keep you laughing. So just go to sportsthebook.com and get your copy from our web, or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com, written by War Room Sports' own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure y'all don't miss that movement. All right, before we get out of here, this date in sports history is not that great of one, but, I mean, this is kind of crazy. On June 10th, 1962, a one-day record 54 home runs were hit in baseball that day. That's a lot of, you know, especially, especially considering, you know, we talk about the steroid era and however, you know, how chicks were digging the long ball in that era. <laughs> Yo, in 1962. Chicks dig my long ball in any the old, the, the, the old wow. Marilyn Monroe looking chicks was, was digging the long ball in 62. In one day, 54 home runs were hit. Um, just because of this stat, I'm going to try to, like, I'm, I'm just going to pick a random day and, and, and just watch that all day to see if I can, you know, kind of compare <laughs> to what's going on right now to see how many home runs get hit <laughs> in a single day. All right, but uh, we'd like to give a War Room salute to this historical moment in Major League Baseball. Um, wasn't that the year that Roger Maris hit 61? So he probably hit probably two on that day or something like that. All right, Jim, let's get up out of here, though. <clears throat> yes, sir. Oh, yeah, Thank you, brother. Yo, that's be awesome, man. We can't never let him around the board no more, yo. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shout out to everybody who joined us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter. Anybody who's in, we want to say we appreciate you. Yo! <laughs> I got you, Don't worry about it. Yo, just, just keep listening to me after the outro go off. Catch you up. <laughs> Yo, until then, enjoy the rest of your week, yo. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, whatever you watch and enjoy it. I ain't going to NHL started yet. Yo, um, stay safe for you, man. We'll see you right back here next time. Catch everything we do, all of our social media, all of our blogs, <laughs> webcasts, our thoughts, our pictures, our bios, our, you know what I'm saying? Everything is at warroomsports.com. My book, Sports the Book. Go to warroomsports.com and get it. But until next time, everybody, don't accept the yachty. Steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. Don't read like Floyd.
credits, I ain't talking college Five guys, no beef though Corporate secrets, but the streets know Bellafani, I got a chief flow KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode Two hours, get your game up Who's the best in sports cast, you better name us I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes, your, okay. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes movement to support hiring vets. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes movement to support hi, okay. I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I'm I'm Floyd I'm Floyd Mayweather, and I've joined Heart Radio for the show. Your stripes movement to support hiring vets. Go to the show yourstripes.org. Go to the show yourstripes.org. Go to War Room Sports. www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.